morning and welcome to the Chris Olcorn Show for Tuesday, July the 14th. Thank you very much for joining us this evening. We got a great show for you tonight. I'm going to be talking about a bit of what happened at council last night. We're going to talk about the border. We're going to talk about America needing a national strategy in my closing rant for COVID-19. Thank you very much. And we will be right back after the break. Stay tuned. <laughs> And welcome back. Okay, Council last night decided to discuss the border closure that we have here in Sault Ste. Marie for our International Bridge. Now, it's not unusual for city councils to debate different motions uh, that they may or may not be able to have any influence or it's not even in their jurisdiction. So they decided last night to talk about the border closure. Part of this kind of came out um, earlier, like last week, there was a thing about Shoemaker, what he said at the previous council meeting. Uh, he then clarified his statements in a press release, but basically Shoemaker said that the border should remain closed until it's safe to reopen. Uh, somehow, you know, that got misconstrued and there was this whole big kerfuffle in the media. So he had to make his press statement to say that he was not saying he wants the border open immediately. He wants it open when it's safe. So last night, that's what council discussed. Now, the mayor talked about the close relationship between uh, Sioux, Ontario and Sioux, Michigan, also with Chippewa County. Uh, and he said that his position on the border staying closed is not a political one. It's just based on reality. Uh, and he talked about the massive growth of uh, cases in the U.S. Um, the U.S. now has hit a, a very big number called, it's 3.3 million people have COVID-19 in America. That means 1% of America's population has had COVID-19 now. Now those 3.3 million are not active cases, that's the total amount, but still that's 1% of their population has now tested positive for COVID-19. And that's tested positive. That's not including people who weren't tested, who maybe had a mild case and, and got over it without even being tested. Um, and that does include people who are asymptomatic, meaning that they had COVID, they never developed the symptoms and their body just fought against it. And they never even ever went for a test or anything like that because they never felt sick to begin with. And we know that you can have COVID-19, you can be, have absolutely no symptoms and you can pass it on to someone else and not even know that you were the person who transmitted it. Okay, so Hollingsworth uh, made some good comments. Uh, she uh, basically was the only counselor actually to say this. And she said, this isn't even like, an issue that we have any control over. The higher levels of government, specifically the federal government, controls the borders. Um, this is what happens in most countries. The federal government is the one that controls the borders, not municipal. Now, it, it is okay to talk about things like this, but the, they kind of like made it sound like they, they could somehow influence the federal government if they sent a letter, um, specifically to uh, Bill Blair, uh, who is the uh, sorry, public safety minister. Uh, and yeah, okay, you maybe sending a letter will have some influence, but I mean, the actual decisions will be made at a federal level. Uh, regardless, you know, we have one case of COVID-19 here locally, um, but that doesn't mean the federal government will be like, oh, well, we'll open that one because there's only one case there, but then, oh, down in Detroit, there's a whack load of cases, so we won't open that one. Because people will just drive to where they can actually get through. So, um, Gardy actually made some very good points. Um, first off, he went after Donald Trump for not listening to his infectious disease experts, including Dr. Fauci. He said <clears throat> Trump is only concerned about getting reelected and he is using uh, COVID-19 as a way to do that. He's not taking care of his own citizens. 
Uh, he also said that until the U.S. comes up with a national strategy to contain COVID-19, their cases are just going to run rampant. And I absolutely agree with uh, Councillor Gardine on this one because it's it, there's two okay there's there's two states two states where cases are actually decreasing where they're on the down curve and that's Maine and New Hampshire two states that have almost like the smallest populations in America. That's why they're more easily able to contain the viruses there. But all other 46 continental um, states are seeing increases or they're at the peak of their COVID-19 case curve. So the U.S. needs to get this under control and they need to do it fast because, like I just said, you know, 1% of their population has now had COVID-19. And their positivity rates in some states is as high as 17 to 19%. That means that for every five people to go in to get tested for COVID-19, basically one person's testing positive. We never had numbers like that here in Ontario. Uh, our high number was at 7%. So America needs to control this. We need to control the border and good on city council for wanting to do that. Uh, but they just don't have the jurisdiction to do it. We'll be right back after the break. <laughs> And welcome back. Okay, so yesterday stage three was announced by the Doug Ford government. Uh, this is obviously very exciting. It's going to start on Friday, July 17th, and it's going to be a little bit of a blip in our cases, okay? So they're already telling us, the infectious disease experts here in Ontario, saying when we reopen on Friday and we add more things open, people are going to be circulating more. So in the future, probably, you know, seven to 14 days from Friday, we're going to start to see a blip in new cases. That's because people are going to be moving around more. Now, we are hit our low case count again today with only 111 new cases of COVID-19 and one person passed away. Those are very low numbers, uh, and the 111 matches uh, the load that we've had so far, which was last week as well. Um, you know, on Monday, we had 116 cases. Now, over the weekend, it was a little bit higher with 129 and 130. Uh, but we have been keeping our case count low, but they are telling us when we move to stage three, expect to see some blips in that number. It will pop back up. We've even seen blips recently. For example, there was a day last week when a bunch of tests came in from one of the migrant farms and there was 86 people who tested positive on migrant farms in a single day because they blanket tested the entire farm and we saw our case count jump up to 170 for a day. You're going to see something similar happen here in the near future. You're going to see blips. There's going to be hot spots. You know, we had that nail salon in Kingston. We've had the migrant farms down in southwestern Ontario. There will be blips. Everybody's expecting this, so don't be alarmed. Two weeks from now, if you see the case count go up, you know, 170, 200, it's going to happen. Every other country that has reopened and reopened at the stage that we're at, not at the stage America was at when they decided to reopen, and look what happened there. But at the countries that opened responsibly, such as, such as you know, most of Europe, Australia, New Zealand, they all saw blips after they opened and got to the point where, you know, like in our case, you know, 99% of businesses are now going to be able to be open as of Friday. Now, there's still going to be social distancing and other uh, health measures in place. However, 
Um, some businesses will now be able to be open when they weren't before. This is going to get more people back to work, which means more people are going to go from CERB onto the wage subsidy, which is good because that gets people back to work. It also helps employers pay their staff while they're restarting their businesses as well. Now, the other thing I want to talk about here is, is that yesterday, 21 of the 34 health units had zero new cases. Now, Algoma's one of those. Uh, we have one positive case right now. Uh, but 21 of our 34 public health units had no positive cases yesterday. That's a good number. It's not the highest we've ever hit. There was one day when we were at 29 of the 34 that had no new cases. But it, for the last over two weeks, it's been at least 20 of our public health units have had no new cases each day. Now, um, testing was down to about 16,744. That's because every two weeks we're going to see a little bit of a bump because of all the people that want to go visit their family long-term care homes. We saw a massive bump when that was first announced by the Ford government where we we're seeing you know, 26, 27, 28,000 tests a day. We're now down to about 16 and a half more or less. But the positivity rate is the number we want to pay attention to. Our positivity rate yesterday was 0.66%. That is one of our lowest positivity rates yet. It's actually been as low as 0.43. Uh, the day before it was 0.55, but that number is good. It shows that we're not seeing a big balloon amount of cases that are gonna just go out of control. Just to give you an example, right now, the positivity rate in Florida is 19%, and Miami has now become the epicenter of the entire planet for COVID-19. That's the difference between how America decided to reopen, which was too soon, and how we are reopening here in Ontario responsibly and looking after our citizens. Now, we also had um, 137 people are still in hospital for COVID-19, 30 are in the ICU, and 21 of the 30 in the ICU are on ventilators, and that's for the entire province. So people are starting to go back to the hospital now as well because they're not as afraid to get COVID-19. And there's actually been a bump in the amount of people going to ERs, but I'll talk more about that tomorrow. Uh, we'll be right back after the break. And welcome back. Okay, time for my closing rant. Okay, Donald Trump is really only concerned about getting reelected. He is not paying much attention to COVID-19, even though, as I mentioned earlier on the show, 1% of Americans have now tested positive for COVID-19, and that's the ones who just tested positive. That's not including the ones who contracted COVID-19, either had mild symptoms or no symptoms at all, and recovered. Okay, Dr. Fauci has repetitively been talking about how serious COVID-19 is repetitively. And Donald Trump has repetitively tried to undermine Dr. Fauci. Also, any other person in the administration that speaks up about COVID-19 very soon finds themselves with a pink slip and they're looking for another job. Doc, uh, Dr. Fauci actually can't be fired by Donald Trump. There's a reason for that because of uh, his position and, and what part of government he's in. It's actually not a position appointed by the president. That's why, why Dr. Fauci can say what he wants to say. Um, and tell the truth about what's going on with COVID-19. Now, Donald Trump went golfing the other day. He went golfing. Okay, your country is the global hotspot for COVID-19. Miami is now the epicenter, the global epicenter of COVID-19. There's only been two epicenters, Wuhan, Miami. You don't go golfing. That's not your, what you do during these time periods. You actually work with your government and figure out how you're going to control this because you're not. You need a national strategy. As I mentioned earlier, one of the counselors 
uh, at council meeting last night said the U.S. needs a national strategy and the, on the only way the border is going to open up between Canada and America is when our virus counts are very similar and they don't have control right now. They need to get control and Donald Trump needs to do something fast. And America can't wait till November when Biden could get elected because guess what? Biden doesn't even take over until mid-January. So they can't go another six months with a leadership of the country that pays absolutely no attention to COVID-19, doesn't take it seriously, and lies. Trump said the other day, 99% of people who get COVID-19 recover fine. That's not true. 12% need to be hospitalized. Those are the numbers, 12%. Not 99% of people are fine with it. It's not true. He's lying. And he's lying, and all he cares about is re-election. And it just cheeses me off. Okay, anyways, thank you very much for watching The Chris Oldcorn Show. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter, at Chris Oldcorn. Uh, you can also listen to the audio version of this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and other podcasting platforms. I'll see you tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. on Special Report. Have a fantastic evening.